Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast show. This is your host, your toxic-free lifestyle advisor and mindset coach, KB. On the Just Being Honest podcast show, we are dedicated to educate the public about how to live a purely toxic-free lifestyle. By eliminating and dramatically reducing the use of many products and lifestyle threats that contain these harmful ingredients that often bombard our life in a mysterious manner, we too can all as a collective whole become healthier and mentally wealthier. So join me on the ride. We're getting deep. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Just Being Honest podcast show. This is your host and your toxic-free lifestyle advisor, KB. How you doing, guys? Um, Beautiful day on my end. I went for an amazing run this morning. Okay, calling all athletes, or maybe not quote-unquote athletes, but movers and shakers around there. You know when you just like wake up and you're like, okay, I'm a little bit tired, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, that was today. And let me tell you, I went for a run this morning. My legs felt so fresh. I mean, if you know, you know. So I love nothing more than hitting off my mornings with some fresh endorphins, you know, a little kick in the took us and um, I followed up with a really, really, really great at-home yoga. So pre, um, you know, in quarantine, COVID, all that jazz, yeah, we're still in a panorama, we're still in a pandemic, hate to break it to you, but we are, so mask up. Um, but, you know, pre all of that, I used to be really, really into connecting with the community in doing workout classes in human form. Not to say that I still don't look forward to that day, but um, as of now, I've just been really just taking ownership of my mat in my home and doing a video here and there, or perhaps just free-flowing and doing it you know, with music in the background and putting my ear pods in and just kind of moving, like feeling my energy and just like grooving with that. There's nothing better, in my opinion, than just letting yourself flow and just feel all that embodiment. Yeah, you feel me now? So anyways, I am high on life <laughs> feeling the um, the endorphin aftermath. So hi, welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast show. As I said before, we have a great episode for you guys today all about bringing on the new year, 2022. I know there's a lot of people out there. I have many clients, um, audience members included that have mentioned, you know, KB, I'm I'm trying this new thing or I really want to, you know, maybe step back from this thing or this habit or, you know, I'm really kind of tapping into the root source of why I'm doing that. You know, great conversation the other day about, you know, even just what we eat and why we eat it, you know, because our bo- you know, I'm bored or because I'm thinking, because I'm procrastinating, you know, alcohol usage. I know there's many people 
right now. Yeah, we're getting to the end of January in 2022. Happy New Year. Can we still say that? Um, but, you know, dry January is a real thing. And many people may extend that quote unquote dry January to the rest of the year, to the rest of their lives. Who knows? But it's all these things, you know, people are making swaps, people are trying new things. You know, we're all trying to be quote unquote better or do better. Um, this is my two cents on that. You know, we are all perfectly imperfect. Okay, no one's perfect. Everything has got to be in moderation. But at the end of the day, You've got to really be conscious and aware of the root source of why you're doing something, why you're grabbing for something, why you are putting that fork in your mouth of that particular something, why you're drinking a bottle, why you are perhaps hiding drinks from a bottle, right? You know, there's a lot of intuitive people out there and, you know, lead by example, right? If you have younger children out there, um, I'm just going to say that, you know, kids know if you are stressed and you are perhaps binge eating or, you know, neglecting to nourish yourself or perhaps um, drinking or imbibing without notice of why you truly are doing that. So conscious awareness, that is probably when we talk about toxic free living, conscious awareness is probably one of the healthiest steps that you could take to live a toxic free lifestyle. So today, guys, uh, it's about making the swaps, right? We're just kind of making some swaps here and there. And um, today we're going to talk about the best plant-based milk beverages, all right? So almond, soy, cashew, coconut, rice, and oats. I know there are so many things on the market out there. You know, I'm a huge advocate for plant-based living. Um, plant-based living can be completely broad in terms it can even extend into those meat eaters' lives, right? It could be a plant-based fed piece of meat, right? But as long as we support the way something is produced to help the environment through and through in the end, it in turn, guys, it helps us in return. So the health of the environment helps the health of yourself. It's all cyclical. So I can't wait to show this episode with you guys. Um, I hope you really enjoy it and please, please, please do me a favor and head on over to wherever you subscribe to the Just Be An Honest podcast show. Send in a five-star rating and review. Feedback. I love it. Send me all the feedback you want. Who do you want to hear on the show? What topics do you want to hear on the show? What are you enjoying most? Um, it really helps me out, guys. And... If you know a family member or a friend that you feel would benefit from any of these shows, it's so easy to share, right? Send it on over to a friend or family member and start a conversation because we're in this world together to make a greater impact on our health and wellness. So let's cultivate toxic-free lifestyles through and through. And uh, with that being said, it's on to the show. Okay, diving into plant-based milks. Are you avoiding cow's milk? And do you really want to have probably the best alternative available? Um, yeah, you're looking for a plant-based milk beverage like cashew milk, almond milk, soy milk, coconut milk, rice milk, oat milk, 
blah 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 milk. I mean, the choices seem to be endless. Am I right? So I was doing some research. I was doing some deep diving and I found some information that I really want to share with you guys. And perhaps if you guys have any feedback or have tried any of these types of milks, um, send me your information. What do you think is best? What are you gravitating towards? All right. I would love to hear more. But, you know, when looking into the ingredients of most of the popular plant-based quote-unquote milk beverages, you know, the research is reporting back on which products are the best for your family, you and your family, right? And you've trusted me with all the information I'm giving you. So I hope you follow along and I hope you enjoy this episode. Demand is saying it all. Um, yeah, consumers are reaching for more plant-based milk and organic milk in entire general. You know, whether you call them nut milks, plant milks, non-dairy milks, plant-based beverages, or even just generally a milk substitute, um, they're out there. And the last decade has actually seen a major increase in the demand and sales. So um, you're not alone when you want an alternative, am I right? And the most common milks, quote unquote, when I refer to a milk, it's like quote unquote, right? The most common ones are soy milk, almond milk, cashew milk, oat milk, and that luscious coconut milk. Mm, am I right? But there are also other varieties that you may not be aware of, and we cannot leave them out. So hazelnut milk, quinoa milk, macadamia nut milk, peanut milk, banana milk, pistachio milk, and even, mm, you want to try it? Pea milk. Uh, okay. P-E-A. Pea milk. Okay. I know. I lost you for a second, didn't I? Um, but sales of non-dairy beverages are actually expected to reach a huge $19.67 billion in sales globally by the year 2023. Yeah, that's just one year away. So now my brain is like spinning like, maybe I should create a plant-based milk. Yeah, just wait for it, okay? The JBH milk, right? Who wants it? Raise your hand. Raise both hands. But Guys, that being said, <clears throat> that means there's an annual rate of 12% in growth, right? And since this is happening, conventional dairy cells have actually declined. So dairy-free milk is, you know, although it's varying in texture and, you know, just kind of substance and taste overall, you get used to it, right? But the ingredient lists are actually on the rise. So let's talk about allergies and sensitivities um, and like why the fuel is really catapulting the increase in plant-based milk beverages like almond, soy, cashew, coconut, rice, oat, and hemp. And I'm going to get a little geeky on you right now because, you know, research nerd here. But according to research in 2019, over 6.1 million Americans including children, are actually allergic to dairy in the United States. Just the United States alone, 6.1. Now, this is the primary driver for the increase and, in, you know, families, you know, wanting to actually purchase plant-based milk beverages. But according to the Center for Disease Control, Control and Prevention, you know, when we talk about 
the children, the prevalence of food allergies in a whole has increased by 50%. 50 freaking percent between 1997 and 2011. That's huge. So that means basically that today, in broad terms, one in 13 children in a classroom have a food allergy. Okay? And some may not even know, right? They just may have like an itch, a scratch, and they don't know that it's an actual food allergy. But it's true, and it's there. So this is basically two per classroom. And the milk allergy is the absolute most common food allergy for children and for infants alike. So allergic reactions vary from, as I mentioned before, and I'm not trying to scare you, but life-threatening reactions to skin reactions like, I know I had this, hives, some may even break out into a projectile vomit, and then there's that lo and behold luscious severe diarrhea. Um, You know, each person, we all know this through and through, we're all individual bodies. We all react so differently. So when you kind of like bring on a new dietary, you know, ailment, okay, please talk to your medical professional about these symptoms and please talk to them before you try any new items, all right? Um, but these type of allergies have fueled the dairy-free, gluten-free, nut-free, or, you know, nut allergy-free, and many other free-from-foods. So I'm going to be jumping into this more episodes, um, kind of about food substitutes and all that jazz, but today we're strictly talking about milk substitutes and plant-based milks. And just like an allergy, a lactose intolerance also fuels demand for plant-based milks. And people who are you may or may not know this, but people who are lactose intolerant are actually unable to digest milk sugars. So this is widely different than a milk allergy or a sensitivity when one is unable to digest milk protein. Okay, so getting geeky and a little scientific again, but want to throw out some numbers to you. And approximately 25% of Americans, and this usually includes more older Americans, um, and about 65% of the global population in whole is actually lactose intolerant. Or, as you have also heard, lactase inconsistent. Okay? So not digesting well. And... Basically, the degree to which lactose intolerant individuals have the lactase enzyme, as before with an allergy, it completely differs. You know, it differs from person to person. We are all different. Ah, so yes, you cannot diagnose one person with the other thing unless you know their whole genetic makeup. Wow, the food industry, you don't even know what you're talking about, right? So, um... This is all going back to, as what I mentioned before, awareness and consciousness in our own bodies, knowing how we usually react to things, knowing how things differ now, right? Um, Okay, so basically one person consume one thing, the other person consume another thing. It's all about that lactase intolerant individuals and how the enzymes differ, okay? 
Wow. So basically that example would be, for instance, some people cannot digest milk, but are just fine around cheese or yogurts. Fine example. And lactase intolerance is actually defined as a syndrome of diarrhea, bloating, flatulence, and abdominal pain directly after the ingestion of dairy milk, sugar lactase. Doesn't that just sound glorious? <laughs> yes. So this is a direct result of the decreased amount of enzyme lactase, which actually is known to break down lactase in the body. Excuse me, lactose in the body. Very similar words there. But enzyme, yes, we all know what an enzyme is, right? Um, kind of a digestive enzyme. That's the most common term that I can share with you. So, you know, we know now about this time that consumers are preferring the sweeter taste of plant-based milk alternatives to just regular milk. I feel like back when I was a child and I had milk in my life, regular milk from a cow, it tasted very just watery to me. You know, I never really understood it except for, you know, it kind of making my cereal kind of a gloppy texture and just drinking it at the end because maybe the honey or the cinnamon from my, um, you know, cereal was at the bottom and I just wanted to slurp up that sweet taste, right? But nowadays, plant-based options are, you know, they can be so um, personalized, you know, and you can make it kind of taste like anything, which is kind of crazy, but kind of cool. So, you know, it's growing. Plant-based milks are growing. So the sweeter the taste is, is a huge driving factor for those who want to actually purchase them. And the sweeter taste mostly had the plant-based beverages is due to added sweeteners, okay? So I want you to be very cautious about this. We're gonna go into more details. Mm-hmm, you following my vibe? You get where I'm going? All right, hold on to your horses, folks. KB's coming out, coming out to play. So this is not a healthy aspect of these products. No, 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 mama says no. And most people are not picking up the unsweetened versions of these milks. I can almost guarantee you, unless I'm doing the grocery shopping for them, they're probably not. Um, and the unsweetened version is, yep, you guessed it, their healthiest form. But, you know, these consumers are probably opting for the ones with added sweeteners and other flavors, which can be synthetic and derived from, mm, get ready for it, Petroleum ingredients. Yay. Yummy. Mmm. So trends of adding these milks to smoothies have really increased. And I know I make a smoothie every day, mostly every day, a smoothie bowl. And I really don't want to be consuming petroleum. No. That does not sound tasty to me. Now, does it sound tasty to you? If so, by all means, go for it. But me, I think I'll stay away. And, you know, with plant-based milks, we also know, you know, beginning of years and new intentions and people just wanting to start anew and create a new discipline or baseline in their life. Many people are trying out um, a vegan lifestyle or a vegetarian lifestyle. And we know those are on the rise, especially among millennials and the Generation Z. 
which is oftentimes more of a fuel factor to the demand for plant-based milk alternatives. So I'm not going to try to classify anything, but it's going to have to be a little classified here. But just using this as an example, millennial lifestyles, um, selecting food products that are basically focusing on animal welfare. You know, I love my poppy girl. I love my Harley girl. And I don't want to drink their milk. I don't want to hurt them. So that's why I kind of have this plant-based, um, not eating animal lifestyle, right? Um, and these type of lifestyles have been growing so fast, right? And this also brings in the consumer demand for plant-based milk beverages. Okay, so I'm not going to get into the fear factor out there that a lot of people that don't eat animals try to put out there, but I want to jump into, you know, also helping environment. You know, I have this platform because I also really, really care about the environment, um, nature, and yeah, climate change. So did you know factory farms dairy operations actually contribute to climate change? Did you know that? Because if not, now you do. And the carbon footprint of the meat and dairy industry is quite large if you haven't noticed. Cattle produce more greenhouse gases. Excuse me, produce, produce. Cattle produce? That'd be kind of weird. Cattle produce more greenhouse gases in the entire worldwide division than any other agricultural source. Okay, so every year a single cow, I'm going to use this as an example, belches, right? They belch about 220 pounds of methane. Okay, so granted that methane is short-lived in the atmosphere, but listen to this, it is 28 times more potent. Okay, so wrap that fact around your finger, just right here and right now. And I know no one is really arguing that factory farmed dairy is contributing to greenhouse gases, but there's a lot, a lot of debate about which system of dairy products is actually better for the environment, plant-based milks versus organic milks, okay? So if we are talking about factory farmed dairy operations, I believe in turn it's quite clear that, you know, the system of producing milk is a significant producer of localized pollution, right? Of climate change and the pollution of water resources. Yes, did you know everything goes hand in hand? Did you know everything kind of works together here? It's not just bloop, there's your milk. It's like, oh wait, we have to do all these things to make the milk. So however, proponents of organic milk claim that the entire organic system is much more sustainable because of the ruminants that are less gassy because of their moistly grass-fed diet, okay? And then that in turn basically contributes to soil health that actually also captures carbon in the long term and requires less petroleum-based chemical usage. Are you feeling me? Am I getting a little too science class for you? All right, so if you have to like rewind and listen to, to that again on halftime, go for it. I'm not going to judge you. Actually, I would prefer that. 
So regardless of how you feel about this entire subject, you have to realize, you know, and you have to totally acknowledge that there are differences to acknowledge, okay? So, you know, plant-based milks, right? I'm a fan, but I couldn't present this information to you guys unless I gave you the toxic version, right? The hidden nutritional dangers in the actual plant-based milk beverages, because I'm here to help you make a better decision, okay? And because plant-based milks are so popular and you're probably thinking about, you know, purchasing them or perhaps you have and you're still confused about which one's the best on the market, I want to give you a little bit more help, all right? All right, so let's make a better substitute. So let's jump into artificial colors and flavors, Okay, so there are about 2,500 chemicals approved, approved as flavoring substances. Yeah, yeah, this is approved by the Food and Drug Administration. Sounds nice, right? 2,500 chemicals. Now, these synthetic colors and flavors are made from petroleum, as I mentioned before, and are actually prohibited in organic food. Okay, so that's why you try to purchase organic as possible, right? Now, some of these flavors are produced by using propane and hexane, okay? Getting a little chemistry on you. And these ingredients can also have health risks associated with them based on the ingredients they are made with and processed with. So when I say stay away from processed food by organic as possible, This is exactly one of those reasons why. Artificial colors and flavors. Petroleum, propane, and hexane. Okay? Just remember all those bullet points. Okay. Moving on to our next topic. Carrageenan. I I never know if I say it right, if it's carrageenan or carrageenan. Carrageenan? Yeah. I don't know. I always mess things up. But here we are. Carrageenan. I'm going to call it carrageenan today. All right. Sounds like a carrageenan moment. But this has been described as basically the poison ivy of the ocean. And why is that, you ask? Because it is known to irritate the gut just like poison ivy irritates the skin. And there are many types of carrageenan. 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 You know what I'm talking about if you see it on the label. Okay. But all these studies that have been done to show that they are safe have been done using, uh, what? You know? Yeah. What? So no, (laughs) yep. Yeah, I know. Cliffhanger, right? No independent study on carrageenan has demonstrated safety, right? Nothing has been safe about it. So what is it, right? The poison ivy of the ocean? It is actually a seaweed extract that food manufacturers add to processed foods to create a fatty mouthfeel in low-fat and non-fat products, okay? Wow, I hope I'm not freaking you out, but it's also in some toothpastes out there, so just read your labels. That's all I'm saying. And most organic food companies have voluntarily taken this product out of their products. So organic as most as you can. All right. Next product. Mm, You loving me today, guys? Here we go. I'm like really packing a punch today. 
Xanthan gum. Xanthan gum is a thickening agent made by fermenting yeast derived from corn or sugar. Okay, so this ingredient has been linked to colitis and other types of digestive disorders. So stay away from that little bad boy. Nothing more to be said. Soy lecithin is our next topic. Soy lecithin is made from soy and when not organic has been extracted from crops that have received harsh chemical treatment from solvents like hexane and genetically modified. So it's basically genetically modified to withstand glyphosate, which is a probable carcinogen according to the World Health Organization. And glyphosate, if you don't know what that means in layman's terms, okay, do you know, do you know what Roundup is? Yeah, glyphosate. Okay, stay away from this bad boy. The next point I want to make to you is the ingredient of vegetable oils. Now, many plant-based beverages, including some type of oil, and lots of times um, that's uh, conventional vegetable oil, which is produced with soybean and canola oil. Now, these crops, when not organic, are typically derived from genetically modified crops that have been modified to withstand, as I mentioned before, glyphosate, or as you may know, Roundup. I'm not going to name brands, but I've got to, to get it out to you guys. And again, this is a carcinogen, okay? So stay away from that. And also, I kind of want to like jump here in here and say, yeah, I'm talking about plant-based milks today and about how to find a better substitute and a better plant-based milk and looking for the plant-based milks without these ingredients. But I do want to kind of fuel you in the practice that um, these ingredients are in a lot of processed foods, are in a lot of canned foods, all right, are in a lot of packaged foods, okay, um, a lot of non-organic foods. So eat the rainbow, shop your farmer's market, go to the grocery store, shop the perimeter of the market, and that is going to be your best bet to avoid these problems, okay, these probable, probable ingredients. So the next one I want to talk about is added sweeteners, as I mentioned before. So the added sugar content to these plant-based beverages can be actually pretty extreme and similar to what you see in fruit juices and sodas. So too much sugar in the blood can lead to, yep, you guessed it, type 2, di- type two diabetes, okay? So which, if that is unmanaged, can lead to problems with other organs like the heart, the kidneys, the eyes, and the blood vessels. So think about this. If you're giving these items to your children, just added sweeteners in general, think about what you're setting them up for in the future terms, in life, way down the road. I love to talk about compound interest, and this is a perfect example. Compound interest. What are you fueling your children? What are you fueling yourself with? Compound interest over time. How are you setting up your investment life for the future? Okay. All right. So let's talk about pesticide residue. Hmm, Shall we? Yes, we shall. So most plant-based beverages are derived from agricultural plants that have heavy usage of synthetic pesticides and fertilizers within them. And residue from these practices can persist in plant-based beverages. 
So even if the base of the milk is not corn or soy, the thickeners and preservatives can be based on crops that have a huge, huge heavy use of pesticide usage. So to avoid this, please, as I mentioned before, ensure that your product is organic. Okay, so I know I have a lot of parents listening. I know I have a lot of bonus parents listening, a lot of aunts and uncles, what have you, and a lot of people that are just strictly interested. So here's some precautions. Not trying to freak you out, but just trying to give you a little bit more information because most plant-based beverages are not equivalent to the nutrition. Yes, I know. (laughs) I know of cow's milk. Yes, and I'm talking all about organic, right? So in order to give your child a balanced diet, and I'm not always like a fan of, you know, drinking the cow's milk, but I know like sometimes you have to do it. Um, Let's talk about vitamin D and vitamin D deficiencies. Um, I'm going to be super quick about this. I'm just going to say, get your kids outside to play in the sunshine, you know, getting that vitamin D directly on the skin. And just making sure that the alternatives or the the substitutes that you are giving your children, make sure that it is the healthiest form possible so they are going to be growing strongly as ever. So, you know, if I could jump back, organic as possible, right? Stay away from processed products, right? Read your labels and make sure that, um, you know, the nutritional substance the vitamin D is in place. I'm not saying you have to fortify anything because I don't really like doing that, but I just want to make sure that every I is dotted and every T is crossed. Okay. So, um, yeah. So basically I want to round it out again and say almond milk beverages, soy milk beverages, cashew milk beverages, coconut milk beverages, rice milk beverages, oat milk beverages, hemp milk beverages. Yeah. You know, there's a cornucopia of plant-based beverages out there. I think you get it by now. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a whole slew of studies that I could just kind of like jabble off to you guys about these particular types and about, you know, the calories that are in each, the protein that's in each, the carbs, whatever, but I'm not going to bore you with that. Um, If you have any more questions about those statistics and kind of the deep dive detailed information, you can reach out to me, um, kb at justbeinghonest.com. Remember, bean has no G on it, but I did kind of want to just kind of put this out there and, um, you know, if I could give you the bullet points right here, right now, I would say this, Um, whenever you're buying your plant-based milk, and you can write this down, this would be the best for you. Look for USDA certified organic products. Make sure that the brand is committed to being organic, right? Um, Please read the label of the ingredients of the product. Stay away from carrageenan. I don't know if I'm saying it right, of course. Added flavoring, added sweeteners, preservatives, thickeners and gums, lecithin, and vegetable oils. Be sure to look at the amount of sugar and with that being said, the amount of salt that is in there and please, please, please stay away from GMOs, okay? Um, Yeah, and if there is any sort of ranking system on this milk product, 
Of course, of course. Check out the five stars, right? Five stars all the way. <sighs> okay, so I'm going to put this all on my blog, I think, um, especially with you know the types and brands that I like the most because if you go onto ewg.org, you can look up your plant-based, plant-based milk uh, brand that you're using right now and kind of see how it's rated. But, um, you know, the higher the better. Okay, guys? So, with that being said, I think, um, I think I'm going to let you guys go because I have granola on my mind and I have sunshine in the sky. I'm going to go for a walk. You bet your bottom dollars I'm going to go for a walk. So, until next time, guys, it has been a complete honor. It is going to be a complete pleasure. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. You know, before I let you guys go, I think it would be really, really nice if you checked out my shop page because I have a brand that I fully support called Joy, J-O-I. Um, I'm actually working with them and um, I want to have you guys be on that team as well. So I want you to go to um, addjoy.com and I'm going to give you 10% off. How about that? You can get oat milks there. You can get almonds milks there. And it's actually in powdered form. So the shelf life is a miraculous environmental saver with that. So here's my gift to you. 10% off. Use code HONESTKB. That's H-O-N-E-S-T-K-B. And go to addjoy. That's A-D-D-J-O-I dot com. Um, and also all the links are in my show notes. So easy peasy. But anyways, guys, have a glorious day. And until next time, I'll see you soon. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao.